Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Milius, and I'm so glad that you're here and can't wait to introduce to you Linda Rosen. Linda Rosen's books are set in the not-too-distant past and examine how women reinvent themselves despite obstacles thrown their way. A central theme is that blood is not all that makes a family, and they always feature a piece of jewelry. Her debut novel, The Disharmony of Silence, released one week before COVID shut the world down, and her sophomore novel, Sisters of the Vine, published one year later. Linda is a snowbird living half the year in New Jersey with her husband, and when she has to swap sandals for shoes and socks, they head to Florida. Let's dive into the pond and meet Linda. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Linda Rosen. Linda, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I am really excited to be here and swim in the pond with you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I would love for you to start with, how did you get into writing? Okay. All right. I got two ways, if you don't mind. By all means. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have always loved writers and I'm an avid reader and always thought, Oh my gosh. I mean, if, if I could write a book and never really thought I would write a book, but as an avid reader and somebody in book clubs, I started my book club. I thought it was so great to be able to have the writer talk to, you know, a book club. And I guess if you really want to know when I first started writing, it was probably a composition I wrote. I don't know, second grade, maybe. It was my autobiography, and I called it Bundle of Joy. I love that. (laughs) But I took that title from a movie of Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher. So that kind of tells you my era. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, to get back to, I always thought it would be great. Never really gave it serious consideration until I was nearing my 60th birthday. I've always been creative. I was looking for something, something new. And I was perusing an adult school catalog, looking for a photography course, because I like playing with photography. And I saw a writer's workshop. And I just said, that's it. And I took the workshop. And I thought, I'm going to start writing. I haven't stopped. I had no idea what they were talking about when they said craft. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what she meant, but I got hooked and haven't stopped. That was in 2006. And here I am two books later. Good for you. I love that. And I love that you went in with an open heart and an open mind and the creativity to say, I want to learn. And I think this is going to be fun and craft. What does that mean? But I'm open. I Let's no learn idea. it. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That and is- it, I mean, it was fabulous. And she was a wonderful teacher. And then I met with her privately. And then I took some more writer workshops in New York with a Gotham Writers Workshop. And I just, I just fell in love with it. It's, it was meant to be finally. So how do you feel those writers workshops, the, the, the lessons, essentially the training, the teachings that you went through, how do you feel that helped you in your craft? Well, as I said, I didn't even know what craft meant. (laughs) So 
What I really truly appreciated about it was this was not like a course where we're gonna learn setting now, we're gonna learn character now. We would get prompts and that was the most fun, giving us 10 minutes to just free write and then read it aloud. And I learned what I wasn't putting in from reading mine and listening to others. I remember specifically one of them was, I had a little scene where my character was on a train. I don't even remember what I wrote about, but the teacher and the others in the class said, well, what does she see when she's on the train? What are the people doing? What's out the window? That was a way for me to learn how to bring, as I like to say, bring the camera in close, set your scene. Um, another, you know, you write something and it was like, well, how did she feel about that? So without spelling it out to me, I was learning how to write. And yeah. it was it was wonderful. <laughs> it's great. I, I love that so much. I think that that's fabulous. That, and how you just explained that because they really were just what you're describing is showing versus telling. You're describing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Showing versus telling. They were showing and they weren't hitting you over the head with it. So it was, I really learned how to write from that. And then, of course, I learned how to write from all the mistakes I was making. <laughs> and, you know, and I also, I highly recommend writers workshops to, you know, anybody who wants to be a writer or even is because it helps you hone your craft. And if you're feeling kind of stuck sometimes, just getting these prompts really can help you open up and get those juices running. But I also worked with a book coach on my first book, and that taught me a great deal from her questions. Um, so they, they were both very, very important to me. And I, I feel like I learned the craft through the writer's workshops. <laughs> So talk a little bit, if you would, about, because you've said a few things that I would really like to touch on, but one of the things you mentioned that I was listening to is that by reading it out loud, and I definitely encourage that when I hear people looking at a draft, I do it when I'm editing or writing my own, I read it out loud because you can pick up things that you might have inadvertently missed, especially if you were deliberately reading every word or you yes. hear the inflection that you're putting and you're realizing is that what you mean or is that what's really being communicated or should you demonstrate that a bit more but how did the book coach help you I love that you share that okay I can't remember if it was we sent 20 pages something about 80 is sticking in my mind maybe it was 20 pages but whatever I would send her 20 pages let's say and she would read them and then it was all through email and she would zone in on or zoom in <laughs> on whatever I was writing about like um the character does something and she I simply would say how did it make her feel it was she angry what was she proud how did it make that one and so she made me Actually, she made me expand a book from 50,000 words to 75,000 <laughs> words. Okay. I thought I was done at 50. <laughs> but it made me understand my characters more. 
and yeah, it made it a better book. So, I mean, I hope I answered that question. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So what I'm hearing is really that you, you were willing to ask for different types of help between the workshops, between a book coach, but look at that and saying, how else can I incorporate this other, these other styles, this other feedback, this other assistance in order to hone the craft, hone my abilities and make me a better writer. So, and that it also feels fun that you're going through different channels that also feel good so that the writing itself is not getting stifled because it's just not in the right space yet. Yeah. And I will say you hit the right word. It was fun. All of it was fun. And I, I think if this can't be fun, then it's not for you to do. I personally do not like writing a first draft. I want it done because I love revising. I like making it better, bringing out the color, but I still have fun on that first draft. And if, if somebody's going to sit down to write, you better be having fun because this is not an easy job. So, and, and you gotta let it be fun. Just let it take you wherever it goes and have fun with the writing. Yeah. So when you're having fun, with that or when you have that mindset but to your point the first draft isn't so fun what do you do to help yourself get through that first round sometimes it's research um and it may be a tiny little thing i remember when i was writing my first book my character this was in the 1920s and i had the character working at ans department store and i just decided I had to find out what she was selling on her counter. That took off. I took off with that chapter, just finding out what shoes were or what it was. Uh, so sometimes it's a little piece of research, which will set me off on a whole new direction in the book, or otherwise it's just let the words pour out onto the page. I'll make it better. I'll get there but just let them pour out on the page. But I am also one of these writers who once they've poured and they're a mess on the page, I can't move to the next chapter until I fix that one. So. <laughs> Understood. Understood. So do you give yourself like a grace period that says, I'm just going to, I need to get this to a point that I feel better, but it doesn't have to be like, it's not final draft ready. It's just it's just ready enough that I can move forward and know that I'm still coming back through. It's like, do, is there a gauge that you use? Yeah, that I won't be embarrassed reading it to my critique group. <laughs> hey, that works. <laughs> that works. And yet again, you're showing like that you've been embracing a network of people, that you've been embracing yes. a network yes. between the writer's workshops, the critique group, a book coach. And so, I mean, how else have, has networking or a community of people been important to you as you've been an author? The most absolute important ever. Um, yes, in the writing. But I could say it's in the writing, it's in the promotion and the marketing, but it's in the friendship and it's feeling a part of a group. Everybody wants to feel part of a tribe. And lots of people in my author tribe i haven't met in person some of them i haven't even seen on zoom but they're friends uh, we have a connection 
And it's just been the most fulfilling and the, really the most important. It's a whole new stage in my life. Um, it's opened up so much more and so many doors because if I'm friendly, well, as I got to you through another author, I came to you. Somebody else will come to you through me. Uh, we come, we just learn so much. I've been on panels and places around the country I would have never been on if I hadn't made this community. Um, and the community also gives me validation that, yeah, you are a writer. You're a novelist. Yes, look at yourself. You're a novelist. And I get it's a validation, uh, you know, because otherwise I'm just at my computer all by myself. <laughs> and with, you know, friends I may have had for many, many years that aren't writers, it's like, okay, that's nice. She's writing. <laughs> you know? They don't get it. You need people to understand. And that, that's my writer's community too. So you said you also started a book club. And yet that's another form of community, another form of networking. How did you get that off the ground? Well, that was so many, many, many years ago. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine just decided that we wanted to talk about books. I mean, it was so long ago. I want to tell you, my son was in elementary school and now he has children <laughs> in elementary school. Okay. <laughs> but still, but yes. still, that's like a breadcrumb, if you will, in your path, because obviously you did that. and it, you had to start somewhere. So you did something that you felt was fun at that time, but yet that same premise of centering around something that you are interested in other like-minded people who also right. are excited, that's kind of set the tone for these other opportunities. So to me, it's kind of like a little breadcrumb that led you to this spot, even yeah, if it yes. happened that whenever it did, it still is a breadcrumb. <laughs> it, it is. It, it, absolutely. It is. And well, that's what I mean about your tribe. I mean, these were women. We sat together month after month uh, talking books. And, and that's where I, I actually, I think I was the one who started it. I said, maybe we can invite an author. And at that time, it was stalled on speakerphone. And I don't mean cell phones. I mean your phone. And you turned it on speaker. And then we... I guess eventually got to Skype and then we actually had some authors come and speak, you know, to the group if they live locally. And that was part of my thing. I want to do this. That's what I would love to do. Uh, and I do. I love talking with book clubs and it's fun. It's, it's, it's so nice to connect with the reader. Very much so. So would you, I know one network in particular that you uh, are a part of and just so excited about, which was, you said, the 2020 Debut Network. Yes, yes. When I, I don't even know how I came about it. I believe it was from being a member of the Women Fiction Writers Association and being on Facebook through that group. And uh, it was how... Alison Hammer wrote a wonderful book and Lainey Cameron, they started this group. And of course I joined in. I'm thinking, wow, my book's coming out in 2020. I'm going to join them. And our group grew and grew. And we were very fortunate 
my book came out in March of 2020, one week before the pandemic hit. Wow. And it was this group that helped me get my book out there, help readers find me, and I help readers find them. And we created a great community and we've taken it to other places. I mean, now the Author Talk Network that I'm involved in has people from the 2020 debuts. Um, if you look at my Facebook page, you will see that I've got a thing going on with um, an audiobook giveaway right now. Um, and that was started by Lainey with her, oh gosh, I forgot the word. But anyway, <laughs> she has a wonderful um, podcast going on also. And it's the women who we were honored to be on it. And now it's, a, but that, that's what I mean. It, it was a community of writers. We were all debut authors. We needed each other. And we needed each other so much because we weren't able to go to bookstores. We weren't able to meet in person. And then other people found us. I mean, that's how I got to do a panel for the uh, AWP conference. Uh, and it was like, they wouldn't have known me before that. So the 2020 debuts was a big deal in that's, my life. Yeah, but that's, again, just another reinforcement of the networking of absolutely the, and, and staying open to the opportunities that present themselves too. I mean, yeah. And you know what you just said, staying open, because we talked about all this other stuff of, that I had writers workshops or a critique group or whatever. It's being open, not only being open to making a community, which enriches your life in all ways, not only as an author, but you got to be open to the critiques too. <laughs> listen little, to them. Yes. Well, <laughs> would you talk a little bit about that? That's cool. Okay. Listen to them, taste them, swallow the taste. Feel it on your tongue and then decide if you like it or not. <laughs> I'll tell you how I got my editor, actually, for my first book, who is still my editor. Um, it was something called Inks and Insights. And again, I, through Writer's Digest or Women Fiction Writers, you know, it's very important to be involved in these kinds of organizations also, especially if you're just starting out. Uh, but I found inks and insights and whatever I submitted, the amount of pages you were supposed to submit. And there were like five or six editors who read your pages and give you feedback. And this one editor gave me some feedback that made my the hairs on the back of my neck stick up. Ooh, I didn't like that. And I remember I was going to my writers, my critique group, that's when we were meeting in person. And I was telling them and I was really annoyed. And how can she know that on page two? Well, she wound up being my editor because she really had the best advice. But it took me a little while to digest it and understand that, yeah, she's right. She's right. Well, and to also trust that she wanted you to be successful and that you felt like you could hear the feedback because no matter how kind the feedback is delivered or clear the feedback is delivered it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to it's going to resonate with you from that person but it might resonate from another person so like a sample edit like probably what you're talking about where 
a sample was provided and then she gave you feedback off of that is super helpful because then it does give you a chance to get to know that editor and the editor a chance to get to know you to say, is this something I'm going to be able to do my best work in too? Is this something that I'm going to be able to contribute well into this manuscript too? So it's a, it's a nice opportunity to basically be a form of an interview for each other. Very true. Very true. And, you know, I think everybody wants the accolades. So you automatically are drawn to the person who says, oh, it was wonderful. But that person's not going to help me because I knew it wasn't as wonderful as it could be. <laughs> you know, I had uh, a client tell me one time, it's like, I agreed with about 98%. And I said, great. I'm glad you disagreed with some of it. I want yes. you, I want yeah. you to disagree with some of it yeah. because it is your manuscript. It is your name on it. You have to feel good with what that is. And even if you agree in concept of what something's going on, you still might say, but is there another way that I go about this after I get into it and work it, but I get what you're telling me I need to consider yeah. or think about. But I think what we're also skirting around here is finding people who want you to succeed. Yeah. And that's really so important. You know, absolutely. People who have your best interests at heart, whether it's a critique partner, an editor, just another writer friend. Yeah. Ab you got to be there for each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I know that your books are historical fiction and women's fiction, but Tell me about the first one. Talk a bit about it. Okay. That, that book came to me. The inspiration came to me after sitting on the beach, actually, in Hilton Head Island. And I was sitting with a girlfriend and my sister-in-law, who is a girlfriend. And she was uh, closing up her mom's house. And there was a painting hanging in the house that she didn't want to give away but she didn't want, and nobody else in the family wanted it. So she went and looked up the artist and offered to return this painting to the artist. And I thought, I remember looking at my girlfriend and go, what an idea for a novel. Well, I had not written enough yet. <laughs> and I just took off from there. And I've always been fascinated by secrets, family secrets. And I, I, find out these things you know friends talk to you and people talk to you and I found out somebody who learned that his father wasn't really his father when he was in his 40s he learned this and you know somebody found out they had a brother they never knew about wow um so I wanted to play with that and I started writing that book in two points of view my character Carolyn and the artist Kate and then I realized that I had to get the backstory in. And this other character, Rebecca and Lena from the other, were saying, I have to be in this book. I have to be in here. And that was probably my sixth rewrite you know, that I made it into a dual timeline because I do love reading dual timeline books. So that's how that one came about. <laughs> so how'd you come up with the name, The Disharmony of, si of Silence? That's really interesting. There again, it was a lot of help. I was at the Algonquian Pitch Conference in New York City, and an editor there didn't like the, I had a title, Lady in the Dining Room, and she said, yeah, yeah, too vanilla. <laughs> and 
then the guy who runs it, he's an editor too, kept up with me afterwards. And we chatted back and forth via email. And he was had me going to my thesaurus. He would send me questions about the book. I would go to the thesaurus and I came up with disharmony. Uh, it was, you know, what does secrets have? What is happens to a person when you find out there's a secret that's been in your family for 85 years? What does it do to the family? Um, so that that's where that one came from, a disharmony of silence, the disharmony of silence. So what was it like writing two different timelines like you were talking about? How did it was, you? It was hard. <laughs> Did you map each timeline out? Did you plot it out and then write? Or did you have key points that you knew you had to work on and then kind of let the rest flow or one and then the other? I'd love to hear more about that. I don't plot. I don't <laughs> outline. It makes my blood pressure rise. <laughs> no, I was, as I said, I was writing it one way and then i realized i had to get the backstory in so then i started writing lena's chapters and i was trying to put it together i actually at one point printed the whole thing out had it laid out on a bedroom floor and was saying okay this goes here and this goes here and then the book coach uh was helping me because she said that chapter you want more in this chapter before you segue into the other so but have a big floor and a lot of paper and lay it out. <laughs> That's how I did it. But I love that because there are times when I do the exact same thing. Like I will print off something and realize I need to literally cut out the paragraphs and move them physically. Then I can tape them back together if I need to, or just yeah. use that as the guidance and then move. Because sometimes looking at the screen long enough, or even just a few pages, it's still something's not clicking enough but physically treating it like a puzzle of sorts or post-its that you're moving does something different. And it makes it feel a little bit like almost kind of like those puzzle pieces that mm -hmm. look like they don't belong anywhere. All of a sudden go, see, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's also something about holding it in your hand mm -hmm. rather than a screen. Hold that paper in your hand. After I write my first draft, I have to print it out and read it from the paper. I want to see it on the paper uh, and hold it as if it was a book and read it through. Yeah. So, so what was it like working on book two then? Okay, well, I was actually working on one and two pretty much at the same time for a while. <laughs> um, I said I started, I took that writer's workshop starting in 2006. It was about two years later that I met up with an old high school friend of mine. And hearing her story, and as I was still in the workshops, I said, oh, that needs to be written. So I started interviewing her and writing her book, her story. And then I got the inspiration for the Disharmony of Silence. So I started writing that. And I, then I, I kept going on that. But then it was like, okay, I got to put this down. And I, I was working on the other one, which turned out to be Sisters of the Vine. And the story I started with is so totally different now. I took it away from her story and made it my story. But 
so I was working on that. And I, I honestly, to this day, I can't tell you when I worked on one or then the other, but they were both there and it might be a year or six months on this. And then I went to the other. And then I finally focused on one. <laughs> and from the time I focused on the disharmony of silence, it took three years to complete it and get a publisher. And then I went back to the other one to the point where my publisher my book was out for a month and the publisher said, do you have another? And I said, I do, but it's in the works. He said, send it to me. It's not done. And he said, send me what you have. And I did. And he said, okay, we want to publish that. Have it done by September. This was April. I said, I can't, I can't have it. It took me 10 years to write the other one. I can't have this done, but I buckled down and I got it done. Nothing like a timeline. <laughs> I, I really like that. I do. I work better under pressure that way. <laughs> Nothing like a deadline. <laughs> but that is awesome. And what a compliment to have received, really, that the oh, publisher was. said, was, hey, you got something else? Um, now. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. And thankfully, most of that book was done. I had to finish it and then polish it up and change it around. But you know, it had been done because from the time the first book was accepted, I started going back to Sisters of the Vine, yeah. which was also called something else at the time. But that's, I think this is so cool. I, that is so awesome because it does show that the, your writing was improving all along. It shows that you were continuing that process. It also shows the whole more about the community, just like we were talking about. It's just been a constant theme in this, which I love. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I love that the it was another form of saying, "Hey, this is really good. This is this is we want more." So, I, congratulations on that. That Thank is really you. cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was a wonderful feeling, scary and wonderful. <laughs> and I think part of the lesson there is also, yeah, right. Get the words on the paper. But get serious about one of them because, you know, you really have to focus on one book at a time. Very true. Linda, this has been so much fun. Where can people connect with you and where can they get your books? Okay, well, please connect with me. I mean, you can email me at Linda at lynda-rosen.com or on my website, lynda-rosen.com. Please, please, I would love to. I'm on Facebook at Linda Rosen Author, on Instagram at the same I don't do much Twitter, but it's L. Rose, an author. Um, you can get my books on all the online sites. And what I would really love is if you would go to an indie bookstore and request it because we love our indie bookstores. Yeah. Very cool. Linda, this has been so much fun. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. I've had a wonderful time. Thanks. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.